What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Sound congested over these mics. This mic, um, a little bit, but it's kind of like that hot, sexy, raspy kind of uh, like Janis Joplin, but you know, with a man's voice. Yeah. No, actually, I'm, you don't over, I'm over twice her age now when she passed away. Oh, that's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy how you, people keep on living after people die. Yeah. Whoa, that's weird. No, you don't sound congested at all. Actually, and in fact, I feel like I sound congested still. I am a little bit. I'm kind of wondering how long this is going to last. It's not. It's not bothering me though. People are wondering you, why. My, so why do they? What's going on? Paul caught the COVID. I got the vid. The vid. The vid. Did you ever figure out how you got it? Nope. Like who you may have gotten it from? But I know where I was on. Like who knows? I didn't know what variant I had. That I like to. Know, I like all the data I could get. But right. Who, the, of who course. The frick knows. Yeah. Um, if you would have done a PCR test like down downtown at the testing center, mm-hmm. they would have done that. But it would have been two hundred bucks. Right. You know? and I don't know if you want to drop that kind of coin just to know if know that you probably had Omicron. And I am vaccinated and uh, boosted. Although I got the J and J. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that single shot and how how nastily ineffective right. it is. Initially, got that one, and then my uh, Moderna was the um, booster. Your booster. So uh, and that wasn't that long ago at all, at all. No, no. And right, I, and right I, before right before Thanksgiving, I think. My thought was your the way you described your symptoms. Like I didn't see you, you know, for like a week and a half, two weeks. But um, the way you described your symptoms, and you're not you're not a you're not a belly aker. You're not you're not a whiny guy. Right. You're a bitchy guy. You're not a whiny guy. Right. Right. It's usually like this yes. fucking town. There's fucking robots. These fucking electric cars. Right. It's you. That's you're not like I'm fucking sick. Right. It's, you're not that guy. Wait, I don't bitch about electric cars. No, you're just, maybe not bitching. Bitching I'm, is I'm a pro electric car. Yeah, I know you're. Pro, I know that you're pro electric cars. Oh, you I do. Know, I know that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm well aware because you're 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 boisterous about it. I got you. Okay. Um, so yeah, I like I will I will bitch about stuff, but usually I'll try to do something about it. Yes, exactly. That kind of thing. And so you're not known for being a whiny ass. That's what right. I was trying to get at. And the way you're describing your symptoms, they sounded... The fatigue is what worried me the most the whole time. Because, and I'm not going to pull any punches here, you're over the age of 60. I am not no, over the kidding. age of no, 60. No, you're over the... And now they've kind 50. of dropped it down to 50. You've, you're over the age of 50. Right. They keep changing. You, that, that's what people are... That's the problem, the mo- too. That, that's what people think. They see it's all bullshit. They keep changing their mind on everything. That's called data. It's called oh science in real time. Science in real time. We've, you see that from the very, very beginning, we, Joe. For you two said, goddamn years, I've been saying that sci- you're, you're watching science play out in real time, right. which most people are not used to. Until we figure this out. Yeah. So anyway, um, which is why everything kept changing. And I got fucking sick of it, too, because I was working at the hospital then. Right. And they're like, do we do this? No, no, don't do that. Oh, yeah, you should go back to doing that. Oh, no, that's not effective. Oh, uh, it's back and forth. And right. it's a pain in the ass, and it gets in the way of uh, proper care. But that's how science works. Yeah, so not only are you hearing about everything, you're having to freaking do everything all the time differently. It's right. Like, oh, my God. No one's going to. And watching all my friends get stressed out and quit. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, when you were, you said, you know, you, you, when you first, des- I said, describe your symptoms. And you say from from most severe to least severe. And the first thing you said was fatigue. That worries me. That means you're carrying a heavy viral load, which is why you were tired. That, and that, and that sore throat was epic. And my fucking God. And headache was really Have epic. you ever had strep? 
I've, I I don't think I've tested, but I used to have tonsillitis a lot when I was a kid. Okay, I've never had strep or tonsillitis, and I've heard strep strep throat is one of the most painful things. Yeah, it's tough that you can well, go tonsillitis through. Tonsillitis is tough. I can tell you, it, as a it, kid, it, right? It was. So and I ha- I've kept my tonsils. I I wanted to get them ripped out because that was the thing to do back hmm? in the day. Is to they would rip tonsils out if they could because I guess it's easy money and it's fairly safe for doctors to do and I suppose that's one of the reasons. But and it's a quick fix. Yeah, but then the doctor said if you can keep your tonsils, you should. So we're not going to do it. You mm. know, I kept having a doctor that kept refusing to do it. That's a that's a smart doctor. Like and especially back then because that was an un, unpopular opinion, which yeah. is now the popular opinion. Keep them in as long as possible because they do have more of a function than we used to know. Yeah. They were them more than we thought. See, about. this whole thing's bullshit. See, because they keep changing their mind on tonsils. That's why it's called practicing medicine. Oh, okay. Right? So um, so I, I was in public, was out in public on Sunday evening before the Tuesday. So and so I don't know what they normally, and I was researching because I had nothing else to do. I was researching all this. What are the incubation periods? Well, they think for de- Delta, it's this, and for, for Omicron, it's that. You know, Not for someone that is going to get it and not get any symptoms. I'm talking about for someone that's going to get it and get the symptoms. And apparently, they're a little bit different with Omicron. And, yeah. And I've already forgotten which, which ones they were. But anyway... So I was in public at a restaurant on Sunday with my group of friends that I would hang around with. So Tuesday, it's been, it's been, it's been two weeks ago tomorrow is when I is when I started feeling funky. Um, and I think during the day I was getting a little bit, a little bit kind of tired and just felt a little bit off, like malaise or something. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't feel quite. Eh, I don't think I'm necessarily sick. Eh, whatever. And then Tuesday afternoon I had. Uh, we were offloading some airplane parts. A friend, friend of mine brought his forklift down. Scott brought his forklift down and offloaded that crate you see out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we were all outside, and the trucker guy was there, and I signed some stuff. And I came back in, and I went upstairs and just kind of sat down for a minute. I'm going, I don't feel very good. You know, this is this is getting a little bit worse from the day. I went, mm-hmm. Something's definitely off. I'm getting. This is not just like allergies or something. It's I'm getting sick. And the, then someone came over too, and I heard him, Hey, Paul, whatever. So I. I sat down, I walked down a few steps and sat down on the stairs there and he was going to start to come up and I went, just letting you know, I said, you should stop right now. I said, I'm not feeling good. It's kind of rapidly, I'm feeling like shit kind of rapidly. Oh, okay. Maybe you got something? He, he wasn't going to say. I said, yeah, I'm just letting you know. Fine. So that was Tuesday evening. Woke up, went for sure, told my crew, I said, uh, I am sick and who knows what it is so I'm not going to be around you guys today. Fine. And then I told, uh, who else? I think I told Beth Faring. I think she said, you know, we've got a COVID test. Or Sarah told me that or whatever. So I got one from her. I had, had Ashley who works with me. You know, she went out and got soup and Gatorades and, you know, just all the normal cold oh, shit. Oh, she so mommed you. She I really like did. She got a, a whole bunch of stuff. I, I had her had her do it. You know, just go out. I said, I would like some meat also so I can cook. And we, I've never had Progresso, Progresso soup. It's pretty good. She brought like uh, 10 or 15 cans of different. Oh, my God. Saved my ass. Dump it in the fucking whatever, throw it in the microwave. A couple minutes later, boom, soup. And the salt and the heat and all that really helps your throat. My throat was just killing me. I said, man, you saved my ass. You saved my bacon. And you offered, too, to help, too. But I already yeah. had it. I think I already, yeah, already had it con- under control. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, got the test. Um, was it Wednesday or Thursday? I can't remember when I actually. I think I got it Thursday. And I was it was feeling worse. You know, Wednesday was pretty bad, but not terrible. Thursday was really getting getting worse too. So I finally took the test. I think you asked me if I take it yet. And I said no, I'm about to. Whatever. 
and says he went up to 15 minutes, whatever it was. I, all I had to do was look at the test, and I think it turned positive. I, I just, it didn't take it out of the box. Yeah, you just kind of, <laughs> he just knew. Right. So I did the thing. I did it really accurately, and, and it said up to 15 minutes, and then I set it down on that table over there and uh, did something, scratched my ass, glanced over, and it was already positive, like oh, literally shit. like two minutes later. Yeah. <clears throat> which I'm guessing means my viral load was pretty high. At Very that much point. so, yeah. Right, so I went, oh, there you go, look at that. Hmm, guess I got it. And then um, Friday and Saturday were the, were the two worst days, for sure. And there was a moment, I think I told you this before, I, I never considered going to the hospital, although I was thinking about, I thought, my fucking throat is killing me. I'm not really labored breathing. You know, it wasn't really labored fatigue, but not labored breathing. Got an o- oximeter, I got one that came in on Friday, Auction levels were fine. Yeah. They never got below like 97. And, and that's what I told you was like the, the one thing you need to make sure you're, you pay attention to is if you start having like really labored breathing to where you're like lightheaded. Right. Or like if you um, – you because it, it's a very quick decline once you get to that point. Right. And, and then, since and you That's what you'd always tell me. And Joe and I have been talking about this for two fucking years. Yeah. So I've heard this a bunch from Joe. So I was – Paying, that was all coming back to me, what he would say. And I would walk up and down the flight of stairs, and I never, still never got really winded. That's so good. I thought, okay, that's a good sign. That's, that's that, the, 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 your vaccine and the booster doing yeah. its job. Doing, even yeah. the, even the, the fact that, like, you, uh, even though you still got the, the sore throat, the fatigue, you didn't get the fever, which is dangerous. Right. That's how, like, I was just talking about this with uh, one of my uh, customers at Blackbridge. Because his daughter, his little three-year-old daughter, she got really, really virally sick, and they never did figure out what it was. It wasn't COVID. And they tested her for a bunch of shit. They this is recently. Out. Yeah, this was about three weeks, two weeks ago, and uh, she spiked 103 fever. Oh Jesus! She's three years old. 103 fever, 104. You're talking about deaf, going blind, brain damage, death. Like that's like one one hundred two is the max you want to see. Is that about 10, right? One hundred like one hundred one, and you're like, you may if this fever doesn't break in the next six to ten hours, you better get to a fucking hospital. One hundred three you better be within fucking spitting distance of a hospital because mm-hmm. that, again, quick, very rapid decline is what it's called. You get to a, a, you get to a tipping point mm-hmm. where then your body is just, like, too fucking fatigued. And the thing about little kids is, like, with adults, it takes a while because we have bigger bodies. We have more cells. We have more things, more pathways, da, 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 right? So it takes longer for yes. symptoms to appear and get um, and get nasty. But then the tipping point is so much faster, mm-hmm. Okay. With little, and then the recovery for adults is way worse, right? right? With little kids, any kind of viral infection, it comes on real fast, and it either breaks real fast or gets worse real fucking quick. But mm-hmm. then they recover in like twenty four hours. It's like they were they were never sick. That's why the hospital's that's, full of older people because they're having a hard time getting better at the yes, hospital with exactly. all this nasty shit. That's it. So, so, so there was there were times in there like like Friday, like Saturday, probably Saturday evening. I was like. I don't want to have another day of this sore throat like this. I can't, you know, it's why, but I've taken, was taking Tylenol and or Advil and cold and flu shit. And again, the soup with the salt helped a lot. Mm-hmm. I gargled. I did old school. I think salt it, water. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Alice may have brought that up. She goes, maybe you should gargle with salt. And I remember not, you know, as a kid, I haven't done this in forever, but I went, I'm going to fucking do it. It helps. It's, it, oh, it's an incredible. And it it's fucking almost fucking works. instant. Yeah. And not, on top of that, you're kind of, you're not sterilizing, but salt water can sanitize mm-hmm. and it can kill cells. Now, this is going way back. How many years have we been known this? I'm and- sure the fucking Romans were doing it. Yeah. I guarantee they did it. Yeah. I, if not later on. Actually, no. Uh, in the It was the Greeks during the sex parties they figured no, it out. No, oh, so 2000, you know, 2,000 years before the Greeks were ever oh. doing anything. No, uh, in the Vedic, the, the um, what do they call it? The Vedic texts, like the, 
that established Who, Hinduism. Vedic. V E D I C. What are we talking about here? Uh, India. Okay. India into like Bhutan and you know modern day you know to what we call Tibet and Nepal. Okay, got it. Those areas, northern right? India. Right. Yes. So that's where your Vedic texts come from. That's where yoga comes from. That's where mm-hmm. the Kama Sutra comes from. All that stuff, right? All those things. Well, in there is a whole list of th- how like how to um, you know certain ailments and they used to gargle and and uh salt water mm-hmm. and and use the uh the, the neti pot. that's where neti pots come from really? is, is there and, and neti pots they found Nepal um, pot nepal pot ne, and, 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 and neti pots nepal pot no nepal pot <laughs> is the good pot that they have in nepal oh that's that, because they're yeah. high all the time get it yeah the whole country is 8,000 feet yeah himalayas and <laughs> exactly right um but yeah, no neti pot. Like there's they're like, Himalayas, not Huralayas. Yeah, see there we go. See, we're trying to. That's why men should only hike. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not. It, they're hiking boots, not hiking pumps. Okay. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I, I hope I catch hell from the child for that one. <laughs> um, Excuse me. But it's my uh, COVID cough. Yeah, right. Coffee, yeah. Which is uh, so. I'm glad you're all right. And and uh, the other thing that you can do to like with with a sore throat that I've done before mm. is just combine all of the homey remedies into one gargle, and it's salt, warm salt water, honey, and lemon. Oh, and that like I didn't even think to tell you that like to somebody that shit like honey and lemon. Yeah, somebody said you gotta get some honey, which I forgot to get. I didn't. I don't know what happened to me. I, I did like, not get honey. You ever listen to Dropkick Murphys? I know yes, you have actually. Sure. So I saw those guys. I've seen those guys probably ten or eleven times live, counting Warp Tour festivals and and actually seeing them at their own concert. <gasps> Excuse me. And their lead singer Al Bar. He's got a rough voice, right? And mm-hmm. that's how he sings. But in order for him to sing an entire like ninety minute or two hour set, doing the way he shit. does, yeah. halfway through he he slams a bottle, like I and I've seen it every time, and it's always the the honey bear, you know, like the bear. Oh yeah, honey bear bottles. Yeah, he'll slam one of those on stage, wash it down with the Guinness. You and mean go a, right back the whole, the whole pure honey, the whole fucking thing, just pure honey. Holy crap! And then okay. like, yeah, he's like, that's the only reason he isn't like coughing blood at the end of a of a show. He's like that, and it was uh, he he said it was uh the singer. What is that guy's name? He's not in the band anymore. Uh, is it Chris Barnes? He's the the singer for Cannibal Corpse. Okay, the death metal band. Yeah. That's who taught him how to do to that. To do that shit. Okay. Yeah, at, at like at a metal show when he was like sixteen or something, he saw him chugging that after the show, and he goes, "Hey, like, what, what? How did Janis Joplin manage her voice? What the fuck? How does she that... didn't? She died at twenty-seven. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she died of voice overtures. I don't know. I don't know. That's what? not a thing. Voice overtures. That sounds like sculpture. It does. That's a Paul Gaines original right it there. Is. All right. So I was going to tell you, and I'm going to finish with this. It's like okay. so Saturday night, probably. And you're laying in bed. Yeah, I'm I'm going all the way as deep as I want to go on the internet and all these things. Is I'm not doing anything else and researching crap and watching stuff and listening to various podcasts. And then at some point, I thought, okay, I didn't think about going to the hospital, but I thought, all right, how bad? What what at what level do I need to reach before I really consider going to the hospital? In other words, I need like a trigger point here. For me, and I thought, I don't want to go. I don't. Because I'm thinking, I know everybody, the people that have quit there. I know they're fucking getting full. Shit's ramping up. And I'm reasonably careful. So I thought, God, if I'm getting this thing, I bet the hospital is getting cram-fold again. Right. And I just don't want to. Obviously, I would go if I had to. Mm-hmm. But so that's one of those things you think about, too, is, or I was. I was going, oh, God. What am I going to say? And then I thought, you know, I don't have a, my will updated. I was really thinking these things. I said, what if I fucking check out? Jesus. I mean, <laughs> you know? and these are things. 
Yes, those are things you should naturally think about as you get older. But right. also, when, when, I mean, when Before it comes to certain things like that, thing absolutely. Like this, you know? No, I get it. So, thank God I woke up Sunday morning and my sore throat had kind of broken. It was still there, but it was half as bad. I went, oh, that's cool. Oh, fuck. I'm a little bit better now. How I'm, relieved did you feel? <laughs> oh, my God. I felt so much better. And I, I told the gang, I said, okay, I think I might be back to work on Monday, which I worked for literally an hour. I had to consult with a project down there. And that, that was it. That's all I could do. I was fatigued to a point where I couldn't really stand up on my feet anymore. Wow. Then like 45 minutes, I went, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to work anymore today. And I went, fatigue okay, is you okay? Man, fa- I said, no, I'm okay. I just know that I'm, I'm fatigued. Next day, it was like three hours, and then I felt the same. And by the way, and I'm going to start shutting up about this. At the end of that one hour and then the end of the three hours the next day, I felt kind of cra- – it wasn't just tired, but I also felt kind of crappy again. It was like – God, am I getting sick again? But the next morning, I was better, you know. That's cool. So then Wednesday, I was able to work. Not like a lot of strenuous work, but the full day didn't really affect me. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now we're Monday, you know, like today, Monday. Um, Feel pretty good other than, I mean, a tiny bit fatigued, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't go run a marathon, which I never do anyway, of course. But uh, I would, uh, in this little bit of congestion. And I think you're the one that told me. Said the other question does kind of drag a little bit with this. Or you've yeah. heard about it. Well, here's here's my weird thing. I'm convinced that the three COVID tests that I took a month ago, a month and a half ago, or whatever was it a month ago? A month to and a half to ago. To, oh, not to go to Hawaii. This no, was, uh, no, 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 no. This is uh, that the, the oh, when I was thought you were getting I was sick. sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the three tests I took two rapid tests, and then I was able to finagle. A PCR test that I didn't have to pay for. Okay, well, I'll just leave it at that. Okay, sure. And all three of them came back negative, and okay. I trust the PCR test. The quick tests—they're good in a pinch, but they're still not 100 percent right. there because it's a home test, and you're not—you're not—you're doing it yourself, even though you're—you're—it's um, hard to administer those nasal swabs yourself and do it the proper way because it sucks. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It mine was painful. Yeah. Like I was like my yeah, eyes. Yeah, well, this one up. here wasn't even even the deep one. The, the other one I did before at the at uh, I did one before because we were about to be around some a bunch of old people with this B seventeen event, and someone we were next to got it. So we chested ourselves too right before just to and make made sure, sure to, yeah. we, we weren't going to hang around them if we were. And I was negative then. Anyway, right. go ahead. So, um, but my symptoms were like pretty well spot on with COVID. The problem is I never lost my sense of taste or smell, which it sounds like you never did. No. Um, but you also never really got the chest congestion. You got the sore throat. Right. But you didn't get the nasal congestion. Right. Not 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 not, not, not terribly. Right. So I got all of that. The cough, the fatigue. I was I slept I want like two two or three days in a row. I got up, went to Blackbridge before we ever opened or anything like that. I wasn't around any people. I was just doing my own thing, kegging beer, transferring beer, like making sure like whatever, and just staying away from people. Uh, and then I got, uh, I went, I worked, I, I didn't even work a full day. I think I worked like four hours or something like that, five hours mm-hmm. and went home and took a nap, mm-hmm. got up cause I was starving. I hadn't eaten anything in like 18 or no, like 36 hours cause mm-hmm. I didn't eat breakfast mm-hmm. and then ate some food and then went back to bed and slept for like another 12 or 13 hours. Like I just, and that was like two or three days in a row like that. And I had like the body aches and pains, and I was like convinced that I fucking had COVID. Mm-hmm. I was convinced, mm-hmm. but uh, all all those tests came back negative. I'm just now on the path. That was 
what two weeks before Christmas, and it's now February. You, you, had the, you had the flu I shot had, too, but the flu shot. How did it go this year? Is it not effective again? I didn't even look into it because oh, I yeah. kind of I don't get hospital emails anymore. I got you. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? Right. That's that was my source of information on shit like that was because right. they they would disseminate from the CDC like, hey, it's effective on this and da da. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't heard jack shit about the flu, you know, flu season if there right. even is one. So um, I did get the flu shot though. Like so I, didn't, did I. I didn't get the combo shot. I got the actual just. Separate I got flu the. Shot. I didn't get the combo. I got it the same day, one in one arm, one in the other from oh, my booster. Right. Uh, then you want the flu shot too? Sure. Yeah. Is juice it gonna up. really screw me up? I don't know. I, <laughs> he's got, got any B12? The guy's like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. just get too late. Got it now. Yeah. It was kind of like that. That's funny, funny shit. So uh, I'm, but here's the thing, up in it was this was six weeks, six weeks I had some sort of chest con or not chest uh, sinus congestion, it just wouldn't go away. Now here's where I have to backtrack. All of the symptoms that I had, I've had before, and it's when I get uh, once a year, sometimes once every two years, I'll get a sinus infection, and it starts with a tickle on my in my sinuses. On my right side of my nose, about three inches behind it. Mm-hmm. That's where I get. That's the. That's when I know, like I'll sneeze, or I'll swallow something, or take a, a bite of something, and I'll swallow, and then it'll start to. It'll. It'll almost hurt a little. I sure bit. don't have one of those spheres that's back in there, like the like total recall. Like a total recall that I'm being tracked. that thing out. I could be, but I don't think anybody gives a shit where I'm at. So okay. like, I don't. I, I doubt that that's the thing. It's kind of like all the people that could, they're, but, the government's tracking us. They don't. Your life is so fucking terrible that and no they one really don't care about you. You, no one really cares. I was gonna say a and, bad word. And also, you, they you, <laughs> like, no, you're tracking you. Your cell phone company's tracking you. Facebook's tracking right. you. Instagram. You ever use a credit card? You have, yeah, exactly. Like, if you're worried about the government tracking you, maybe go cashless. And they know what you bought. You bought a like a truckload of Vaseline and some uh, yeah. Fruit Loops. <laughs> And Twizzlers. <laughs> oh, not yeah, that topic. Fucking Red Vines. Not Red Vines. Anyway. Yeah. Red Vines are trash. That's what, I, that's, gonna, what I, that's what I hear. It's true. I'm going to have, we should have brought, you should have brought some I, in. Uh, here's what I want to do. The next mm. time the Spawn comes to visit, I want her to sit in on a podcast and we'll do a taste We're test. We're going to do test, a taste test. And then I will let her know that she is wrong. But we know what Twizzlers <laughs> look like versus Red Vines. Yeah. We know what they look yeah, like. Yeah, we know so. what they, we know, no, here's what I'll do is I'll chop them up into chunks and Uh-oh. you pop them into your mouth. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. And then you can objectively taste a whole one and be like, which one do you prefer the texture of? Mm-hmm. Do you like? Because part of food is texture, as you oh, know. Oh, absolutely. There's foods that you don't like because of the texture. Yeah. So that's there you go. There's raw onions. Raw onions are the number one. Right. Toasted coconut is another one. Like the shitty toasted coconut in bags like they put in the German chocolate cake. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, did you know German chocolate cake is not German? Probably. I, I just I, read I this a couple this. weeks ago, and I forgot that I knew this little fact. Is this like an American was, thing that we it, fucked up? The recipe up? was a guy named, his last name was German. Oh, great. And it was German chocolate cake. It was like German's Bakery or some shit like that. Come to think of it, the whole time I was in Germany, I never saw a cake like that. Ne- and probably, <laughs> right? And you probably never saw any fucking coconut trees. <laughs> probably not in Germany, no. Germany oh, has God. like 20 miles of fucking coastline. They probably, and it's in the North it's Sea. It's cold as shit up there. It yes. doesn't have any coconut. They don't have a special breed. Yeah, it's of, German uh, chocolate cake is, is actually how it's supposed to be pronounced. It's not, it has nothing to do with Germany. I always thought that was funny. Anyway. Wow, I learned something today. But the, if you think about it, toasted coconut? Like that dry yeah, yeah, yeah. shit, right? 
it has almost the same texture as a raw onion. It has that weird crunch to kind it. Kind of. And it yeah. just fucking grosses me out. Just now, like, it just gave me chills just thinking about it. Because I'll bite into it, and it's like immediately... It doesn't make me gag. I'm not one of those overdramatic assholes. I mean, I am an overdramatic asshole. However, uh, not when it comes to shit like that. It just didn't... It's just gross to me. It grosses me out. It's like biting down on gristle. I think I could eat almost anything based on texture, not screwing of me. Like, But if I knew it was like... Oh, this is a a, a a calf brain because I know that's what it is. Then that's gonna bother me. Oh, really? But the See, texture itself wouldn't bother me. You know, um, but but te- textures I I can no matter what it is. So if it's calf brain, but sometimes it's oh this is uh, whatever the fuck they're gonna make it up and tell right. me if something that's appealing to me, then I'll think it's fine. So if I if I just said hey here try this uh, sesos taco, you'll like this. Yes. Yeah, and you'll be like, oh my god, that's delicious. It's like. It's like pork belly, but even more rich. How does that happen? Well, that's actually the brain, right? The only I've I've only ever seen that like seen that taco like in Mexico, right? Or at remember Taco E Taco yes. we went to when Jeremiah oh, yeah. Jeremiah was DJing. It was great. That hands down one of the best taco places I've yeah. ever been to. It's a little bougie on the inside. It's not dirty like a taco shop should They're be. They're still there, right? But any place that has more mezcal than te- tequila is probably going to be a good place. And they have like thirty different kinds of tacos, and they have some. Weird shit, and they're still there, right? You, oh yeah, they're still there. We gotta, yeah. we gotta go up there. It's a friend of mine. <coughs> excuse me, uh, George uh, Schulber back uh, home says, "Hey man, you get to Henderson very often? Not really. Last time was Christmas for meat. Before that was a long time. But um, he 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 needs some bourbon. There's some bourbon that's at a, a, to- a total wine there that he cannot get back east. Oh, he wanted to pick up a couple bottles. That's anyway, weird. We he can't, it was a, weird. He can't get it back there. Yeah, like because it's well, he's he, closer he's a, to Kentucky he's a than we are. He, he tracks all this yeah. where it's going." I don't know. I think it's a it's a bourbon that he said. It was a certain. Cool. He didn't even tell me what it was, but he goes, "There's two bottles of whatever he said, and I cannot find that anywhere back east at all." And Wouldn't it be funny if it was that uh, the ocean? I can never remember the name of the the, the, oh, the rides on the water. Yeah, that they they barrel age it on ships to go. Yeah, and each voyage is a different batch, and I yeah. just I that that's one of the coolest concepts. Uh, it is. But anyway, yeah. Um. Uh. So I had the COVID. You had the COVID. And now you don't like calf brain. And now apparently I uh, have uh, super immunity because they say if you have the breakthrough case uh, and you're vaccinated and, and all all the mm-hmm. shit, then you can just uh, start licking doorknobs now. Yeah, you should do that. You should go back to doing that. <laughs> uh, it's been tough to break the doorknob licking uh, habit. You know, but it's time to get back get back on the saddle. Yeah. Time to do it again. You've survived COVID. I don't know if I believe him that much. You know, I, Who knows what the story is, but... Um, that, I mean, it, it makes sense that if you have immunity, like the the um, vaccinated immunity, right, mm-hmm. and an inoculation immunity, I think is what they call it. If you have that type of immunity and then you have your body's natural immunity, you sh- it should be like a fucking superpower. Right. And I don't know how long that'll last. So there, there was this, uh, listen to this uh, show also where they said, they said, all right, I need to correct this whole concept here. He goes... All the immunity we're all getting from you, the vaccine or not, is a natural immunity. It's your body. It is. Yeah, doing yeah. It. It's a natural immunity. But, but the it, way it triggers it is different, obviously. Correct. But it's, so, it's, right. but it's, so it's not like the, because the guy wanted to say that because some people think that, you know, this immunity is, is, is a man. Okay, it's a man-made. It's a synthesized thing that they're making the body. But then you're, but kick, it, it tells yeah. your body to do something, and that's your body naturally doing it. It's the same. Right. It, it, it is. It's basically the same as getting sick. But right. what you did is you got sick twice over, right? Once from your your immune response from your vaccine. Well, and then again with your booster, and right. then again when you actually got COVID. Also so glad that, when they really when it is an endemic and they really say, yeah, it's like a regular thing now, and uh, 
if you want to get a booster, you can't. Which I, I would do again if they developed another one. Now Moderna's a rock rock star company. They're working right. on all kinds of shit right now. What was the thing they were working on recently? A, a vaccine for was AIDS, I think. Maybe it was some, Moderna was doing something. I, it was something else that we're all kind of familiar with that they're working on that as well. But they've got they got cash, they got recognition, and they've got some technology people that they're really developing, leveraging this technology. And they think it can go pretty far. They think it can cure a lot of serious other shit. I agree. I, and I and I, I've read up on some of that stuff because it's fascinating. Because I remember reading about mRNA vaccines. You know, I had a popular science a, a subscription to Popular Science for yes. probably fifteen years, almost twenty years, and yes. I just kind of let it go by the wayside because it got really expensive, just because it's print media. Um, but I still have, I still, you know, I still have the. Uh, the online subscription is like is cheap. It's like six dollars a year or something like that. But I can remember them talking about mRNA vaccines probably fifteen years ago and how that kind of technology will eventually solve most of the ailments that that humans have. They're thinking anything that, yeah. from anything from AIDS to cancer to gonorrhea to I mean all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the big one is uh, is uh, malaria. Because now they're starting to find. Did you hear about this? The malaria, the, uh, the drug the, resistant malaria, which is fucking scary. Oh, so that's the thing like is the, like the normal pills you gotta take and shit. Uh, there. There's that, but then yeah. there's there's a malaria. It's not a vaccine. Is it a vaccine? I don't think it is. It's a no. Um, it's not a vaccine. It's a. Uh, it like it's supposed to. It it's almost like the monoclonal antibody treatment. It's the it's if you catch malaria and you know that you have it soon enough, they can mm-hmm. give you this treatment that will lessen the symptoms. And you, there's a, you have like a 50-50 shot of not having the... Because malaria is one of those diseases that you have long-haul symptoms. Like you will forever have right. problems because of, uh, <clears throat> because of uh, having malaria. You will have... So what do you do before issues. you go to a malaria-infested country? Do you take some? Do you take some, I, there's some preemptive. Pills and shit? There's preemptive pills you can take. It kind of yeah. protects you while you're yeah. there. And there and, and there's the there's a new strain of malaria going around. I think I think it's in Africa. That's breaking that, through all that is, stuff. That, that those pills don't even touch. People are still getting it. <laughs> See, it's Mother them. Nature. It's not God. It's Mother Nature. It's you, go, you know you human beings are just fucking. up It's all. correcting a, a broken yeah. system right. uh, to a certain degree. They're just, they're, which they're, sucks. They're, but, t- they're they're taking the carpet out. Mother Nature's taking the carpet out and beating the carpet out there to get rid of all the. Just getting rid of the. the hang- hangers on right which sucks because it's terrible it's a lot of it's a lot of death and it human is. suffering malaria is one of the biggest the economy killers around the world i think wasn't it malaria yes for yeah and that's what the gates foundation number. like their number <coughs> their number uh um one. that was like their number one focus for years the gates foundation was getting rid of uh eradicating malaria mm-hmm. and however they need to do it i love the pilot thing that they've done in uh south florida where they've done the uh uh, the genetically uh, modified mosquitoes that can't reproduce. Oh, I yeah, know they released this. all these uh, millions and millions and millions of, of these uh, mosquitoes, uh, females. They're sterile female mosquitoes, right? Wow. So they obviously can't reproduce, and then eventually they'll just die off. You know what happened in Jurassic Park when they quote deny the certain uh, nature chromosomes. Uh, uh, <laughs> Finds finds a way. Nature finds a so way. So I'm sure nothing's gonna go wrong with this mosquito. It's well, the, gonna... the thing is, is that like, I, and I've I've read a, not extensively about this, but I because I I I'm interested in seeing what happens with the yeah gene therapy and genetically modified organizers um, or, organizers. Nope, genetically modified organisms. <laughs> I'm 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 fascinated by it because it's a time in human history that we're actively changing yeah. nature. 
the, not and not just grafting, not making fucking inventing tangelos or limons, right? Or you know the white pine strawberries. Here's or what you want to work like, on. If you're gonna do some engineering on tomatoes to make them look so fucking perfect and be- beautiful and red and as they don't really occur in nature, right? Why don't you engineer some goddamn flavor into those yeah. fuckers too? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is flavor comes from ripeness. That's all that is. I know. Because uh, they're going to make it those, look ripe, but it's not ripe. I've had tomatoes that were grown from co- uh, commercially purchased uh, tomatoes, right? Mm-hmm. And when you let them ripen on the vine and then pick them, right? Oh, they're so good. Oh, they're, they're, they taste like a tomato. They, they taste like a tomato. They're a tomato that really I would weird. eat, and because I don't not I don't like like I'll eat an heirloom tomato mm-hmm. or some a tomatoes out of someone's some, someone's garden. My mom grows these monster Roma tomatoes that are like are almost as big as fucking hothouse. Mm-hmm. Like they're huge, right? And they are delicious. I'll have one every morning. If she's got some, I'll have one every morning with my eggs with salt and pepper on them. My mouth is watering talking, talking about, about them now. Oh, they're fantastic. And they're, they're so good. But like, a, you know, but anyway, so yeah, see, like a human's been modifying nature for, for a million years. The right? best strawberries right. I ever had were from the Mennonites up in uh, Tennessee. When they would you have not had Fulton strawberries from Troy, Ohio. You, well, no, I, I have I guarantee you, These sir, are like little small. They don't even get very big and weird looking. They're just uh, these, small. These do like get beard, big and weird looking and they taste like candy. They like taste like strawberry candy. Like yeah. the candies that come wrapped in the strawberry colored yeah. wrapper you know what i mean that's what fulton strawberries taste like i remember you got in discussion with someone i believe on social media about the banana like these things don't even taste like bananas well they taste like an actual banana yeah. supposed to. and i put that other it's like eh, interesting fact you know i was like hey normie i was like i'd pull out my best cliff clavin yes the uh artificial banana flavoring was developed when the most common banana out there was called the gros michel mm-hmm. okay the gros michel strain or not strain. I am around weed people too much. I use strain. <laughs> I said strain of hops in uh, front of some var- variety. Maybe. Variety. Yeah, whatever. Variety of banana is. Uh, it, it was a Gros Michel, and that tastes like banana uh, flavored candy, or you know, artificial flavored. Mm-hmm. You know, banana artificial banana flavor. What we what we know now as bananas are the ca- Cavendish. And the, I've heard there's the, a those are they're struggling now too with the, There's a worldwide fungus blight that is that is starting to eradicate the Cavendish, just like what happened to Gros Michel. The cool thing is Gros Michel still did, it didn't get eradicated in certain places that control and restrict. Ooh, we should um, go back to those things like that. I've had them. I need, tried need to bring back pudding. some. How about banana pudding? Oh Christ oh, Almighty! Oh my God! The, it'll it would be the best banana pudding you've ever had. I I ate more bananas in Hawaii than I in in. Let's call it uh, 21, 22 days being in Hawaii in over the course of seven months, right? Mm-hmm. I ate more bananas in that time frame, less than a month, than I probably have in the past 20 years. Really? Because they're like $2 for a three-pound bunch. And they're so incredibly good. And I found, I asked so This is the not ladies, the normal variety? This is the No, they have whole- dozens of varieties there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Little baby ones, humongous ones that look like plantains, but they're actually sweet. Okay. All sorts of stuff. But I asked the lady at one of the, like, farmers-type market, like a like a small, like not a roadside stand, but a little bit bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I was like, hey, um, I'm looking for the original banana, like Gros Michel. And she's like, oh, I have some right over here. Wait till you taste these. Have you ever tasted them? I'm like, no, ma'am. I've always wanted to. Because she goes, they taste like banana candy. I said, that's why I want to taste them. Mm-hmm. Because... Most around the world, these were eradicated 60, 70 years ago. Right. And Cavendish is now the the big one, which is about to die off, too. And she goes, yeah, we've been restricting produce trade here since the 40s, very strictly. Like, putting people in jail. I mean, if they don't, and they don't so, bring stuff in, you mean? Correct. Yeah. 
And she was, she was like, we successfully, you know, avoided that blight. And uh, I'm like, that is incredible. And they taste like banana candy. So good. Yeah. But I love no, just that weird little factoid. I just love knowing those little things. Right. It's so, so because, dumb. Because banana like, candy is really strong. It's different. It is. You know, it's, it's a completely different flavor. You, yeah. And I've honestly, I've kind of always wondered that, too, until maybe 10 years ago I read that, probably on Reddit or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I did some research on it, and I'm like, what the fuck? We've been lied to. I remember we used to grow our own carrots in Texas, and uh, and they were really, really sweet and carroty. <laughs> were they Whatever. were they normal orange carrots? Yeah, right on. Yeah. They weren't the, the 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 smaller like weird varieties like that purple ones. And they no, were, like, they, yellow. They, they weren't. They weren't big normally. They were kind of smaller ish. Right. But my uh, that's what first time I had. I think as I remember as a kid having. Uh, fresh grown carrots. My father used. We had a station wagon. We'd go out and put a tarp in the back, and he'd go to a chicken farm and get chicken poop. Oh, fill the back of the. I mean, we're we're going to ride back from there, right? So we're in the back seat of the, not the very back seat. You know, the the back backs because it's all yeah. flat now. With, yeah, and ride back with ch- chicken poop, and that would be it's our amazing. fertilizer. Growing up like that and drinking hose water and not wearing a helmet. It's amazing that we're alive. But it's also amazing that we can even be affected by COVID. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? We used to build ramps all the time to go to go jump like Evil Knievel did in the street, you know, in the concrete or asphalt. And as far as you can, I remember my record as a 10-year-old kid was, it seems small now compared to what everybody does now, but like 14 feet and 6 inches was the, the far as I would jump lengthwise. Oh, my God. Now, as a kid. On your banana seat bike? Yes. One of those Schwinn fucking banana. Get yes. the fuck yeah. out of here. It was painful to land. I never really wrecked badly. <laughs> That's why you don't have any kids. I, I never really yeah, I never really wiped out. <laughs> you're sterile. You're sterile from getting your nuts exactly. beaten up on that banana seat. But I do I do remember distinctly driving around in, in Texas, going with my father. We're just driving around doing whatever the fuck, doing errands and going to the airport or something, and seeing the height they have on on the bridges. And I remember seeing a few of those heights that I could jump. Oh, I've jumped farther than that because it'd be like 14 feet and two inches or something like that, you know, for the truckers to see as they go through. And yeah, it's too late by the time you get there, I guess. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, oh, I, I just tell myself I've jumped farther than that length from the bottom of the bridge to the road. That's crazy. I, that's a silly memory. You know, what I mean, that memory I'm never going to forget. It doesn't You'll- mean anything to me, but it's like it's one of those weird things that gets burned in your head. Yeah. For no reason at all. It has zero purpose. Um. So there. All right, you want to take a break? Sure. All right, we'll be right back, folks. Yeah, nigga. I'm still fucking with you. Still waters one deep. Still Snoop Dogg and D.I.A. Nah, nah, nigga. Guess who's back? Still. Still doing that shit, Andre. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Check me out. It's still Dre Day, nigga. AK, nigga. I can't keep it home a lot Cause when I frequent the spots that I'm known to rock You hear the bass from the truck when I'm on the block Ladies, they pay homage But haters say Dre fell off How nigga, my last album was the chronic They wanna know if he still got it They say rap's changed They wanna know how I feel about it you ain't up on pain Dr. Dre is the name, I'm ahead of my game Still puffing my leaf, still fucking the beats Still not loving police Still rock my khakis with a cuff and a crease Still got love for the streets Reppin' 213 Still the beat bang, still doing my thing Since I left ain't too much change Still, I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl Still, taking my time to perfect the beat And I still got love for the streets It's the D.I.A. I'm representing for the gangsters 
all across the world Still, hitting them counters in them lolos, girl Still, taking my time to perfect the beat And I still got love for the streets It's the D.R.E. Since the last time you heard from me, I lost some friends Well, hell, me and Snoop, we dipping again I Kept my ears to the streets, signed Eminem He's triple platinum, doing 50 a week Still, I stay close to the heat And even when I was close to defeat, I rose to my feet My life's like a soundtrack, I wrote to the beat Street rap like Cali weed, I smoke till I'm asleep Wake up in the AM, compose a beat I bring the fire till you're soaking in your seat It's not a fluke, it's been tried, I'm the truth Since turn out the lights from the world-class wrecking crew I'm still at it, after mathematics In the home of drive-bys and acmatics Swap meets, sticky green and bad traffic I dip through, then I get through the all across the world Still Hitting them counters And them lolos, girl Still Taking my time To perfect the beat And I still got love For the streets It's the D.R.E. I'm the same For the gangsters All across the world Still Hitting them counters And them lolos, girl Still Taking my time To perfect the beat And I still got love For the streets It's the D.R.E. It ain't nothing But Mohawk shit Another classic CD For y'all to vibe with Whether you're cooling On the corner With your fly bitch yeah. Lay back in the shack Play this track I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl I'll break your neck, damn near put your face in your lap Niggas try to be the king, but the ace is back So if you ain't up on things oh, Dr. Dre be the name, still running the game Still, got it wrapped like a mummy Still ain't tripping, love to see young blacks get money Spend time out the hood, take their moms out the hood Hit my boys off with jobs, no more living hard Barbecues every day, driving fancy cars Still gon' get my I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl Still, taking my time to perfect the beat And I still got love for the streets It's the D.R.E. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl Still, taking my time to perfect the beat And I still got love for the streets It's the D.R.E. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl Still, taking my time to perfect the beat and I still got love for the streets It's the D.R.E. Right back up in your motherfucking ass Nine, five plus four pennies Add that shit up D.R.E. Right back up on top of things Smoke some with your dog No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks Some of that real sticky, icky, icky Ooh, wait Put it in the air, air Well, use a full D.R.E. Well, that was a nice break. It was. So, uh, while we were on break, we were talking about how folks are resistant to change, but also, well, the, the conversation came up uh, about uh, Saturday Night Live and how oh, um, people of varying ages will always shit on whatever age they didn't grow up watching SNL. So, like, probably the key age. What would be the key metric age? Probably in your late teens to mid or late 20s is your SNL kind of age. Probably, yeah. If you're really getting of into watching it. it. Well, actually, I would say younger than that. It, just in my own personal experience, because once I got old enough to go out on a Saturday night, I didn't watch Saturday Night Live. Right. I would watch reruns. That's true. I watched a shitload of reruns, but I also used to watch it when I was not a kid, but, like, 11, 12 Okay, so there's so a like 20, same, same year. I watched that was younger than you're not, but then you kind of come back to it. But now in the age bit. of streaming, where you can just watch the whole episode whenever you want. Yep. I think that uh, so. So until let's say in your mid to late teens, maybe, and, and into your twenties, and then that's when you remember. That's when your SNL crew, whoever they were right. at that time, that's what that's you remembered. You're but like, for, oh, I love these guys. And for yeah. me, I'm spoiled. 
Right. Because I watched SNL most of the, not most, not every Saturday, but at least probably twenty, probably twice a month, half the time. Mm-hmm. Um, from the time I was about eleven to about twenty or twenty-one, and that would have been nineteen ninety-two to two thousand two. So you have Sandler and Spade and Chris Farley and. Um, uh, up the until 2002 would Will, be Will Ferrell, wouldn't it? Up until, yep, Will Ferrell. Um, oh, God, it was a guy that did all the different presidents. He was so good at it, too. Oh, he, he played, who, uh, who, he, he was kind of a chunkier guy. He 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 did Bill Clinton better than anybody did Bill Clinton. Because there were two people pretty good. The one guy was murdered by his wife. and then Phil Hartman, about, yes, Phil yeah, Hartman was in that You're era. not talking about him, though. You're talking about the other guy. No, I'm talking about the other guy. He was a little bit later. He did. A, he always he played did a, Sean Connery in the, yes. in the Celebrity Jeopardy. Who the fuck it's was gonna, that? I'm sure somebody's screaming in their fucking in their vehicle right now. Shoe at the radio, Daryl radio, Daryl Daryl Hammond. Yes. So that was a great era for Saturday Night Live. But I know people, and my dad's like, "This isn't as funny." My dad was shitting on it (laughs) as we're watching it. it, Like my dad admitted, like you know, Chris Farley was always brilliant, right? You know, David Spade and those two together were always great. So on. But your dad would wind back to the original. My dad would go well back and back of the original. Like Carlin was the first celebrity, first first, first, like host, and this and that, and. And he's like John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd and 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 blah blah blah. They're Chevy fucking. Chase they're great. He's a Jane, you ignorant slut. Like that shit's fucking funny still oh, to yeah. this day. I'm not gonna deny that's funny. Yeah. But I also I'm like I remember being probably 17 or 18 and watching SNL with my dad. My I'm busting up laughing at like Celebrity Jeopardy and shit like that. Mm-hmm. My dad just didn't see the humor in it. And he goes, "This is this isn't that funny." And I'm like, "Yes, it's funny." You don't think this is funny? Is it because you're old? And he just got mad at me. And I'm like, Dad, what's the deal? But also, I'm kind of the same way to a certain degree. I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to shit on the current cast, but right. the cast of SNL for the past like, 10, 12 years has been pretty fucking dynamite. People I haven't played. watched too much. No, actually, I do watch it now for the little clips that come yes. on YouTube stream and like, oh, here's the, the news and that kind of shit. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but it, it speaks to a higher concept of when we are when we as humans are in our prime we think that that era is the best of everything just like people who grew up listening like i i grew up listening to some 80s music but i wasn't deep into it because at the end of the 80s i was 9 years old in 1990 i was 9 right like you know what i mean like i i remember watching mtv and all that shit because you just did that but like i didn't get deep into 80s music i like 80s music mm-hmm. but to me i don't think that there's a better era of music then from about 1992 to about 2000, be, if only because you saw the huge, huge rise of hip hop, mm-hmm. which created essentially a whole other genre. Oh that, yeah, like little white kids like from suburban, you know, Midwest, like me, would never have been exposed to even culturally just the the, the things in in right. in nineties hip hop. It's changed this country. You you had the death of of uh, of of eighties uh, hair metal. Thank God. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm I'm still okay with that. Now, I just remember going to Tattletales in Atlanta again. We talked about this, you know, rocking she's in my cherry or rocking in Atlanta at Tattletales mm-hmm. and all the strip club songs. I remember going into Tattletales when that song was popular. Cherry Pie. Holy fuck. Oh, I'm sure you could. Was that Cherry Pie? Was that that song? It was Warrant. Warrant. No, no, no. Um, girls, girls, girls. That's oh, what it was. God. Girls, girls. And see, girls. here's the thing. There's two bands from the hair metal era that get thrown into hair metal that right. I don't agree with that. Maybe even three bands. Right, there's Warrant. No. The, no. <laughs> there's the Scorpions. Oh, yeah. Scorpions are a badass band. Yes. And 
the Scorpions remind me a lot of Bon Jovi. They have always sounded the same. They've never changed their shit. I was in, and they still remain relevant I was, somehow. I was in Germany when a Scorpion song came on, and I went, "Oh, this is Scorpions." And I just thought they were really popular in the states, and that was it. The no, they're fucking, and then people go, "You know, the Scorpions says, yeah, they're pretty popular in the states right now," and they were all shocked because, you know, they think their pop culture sucks, and the states has got Levi's, Ray Bans, and fucking right rock and roll, and, and our stuff sucks. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So now the Scorpions are pretty hot right now in the States. I'm telling you guys right now. And I've seen them twice. They are an incredible live show. Yeah. So uh, Scorpions, mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. I don't, I, they're a hard they're, rock. They're, not, they're, they're not a hair band. They're a hard rock band, and they are, they're, and, and they, they kind of dressed apart with the big hair, but they didn't have, they weren't wearing the makeup. They're more of they a hat band. They were a, a, yeah, it's more of a hat band with Slash's hat. They're a hat and a cigarette and a, with and no a, t- and a bandana. And, head and bandana. They're a hat and bandana band. Lit cigarette, hanging out of your mouth, right. wailing on the guitar. And then uh, the other one is Motley Crue. Oh, I yeah. I don't put yeah. Motley Crue. Now, granted, did those guys have long hair and it was bushy? But yeah, that was the style at the time. They're rockers. That's what they fucking did. Okay, but the quintessential but, big hair bands were. Uh, Warrant, yes, Def Leppard, um, Rat, oh Rat, oh my God, I forgot about Rat. Yeah, and and look, man, if you if that was your high school days, you're gonna fucking love that shit, and I right. get it. Or you're into your twenties, I get it, man. And it's I'm, just so funny I, looking at all the old MTV stuff now with all the hair bands. It's going, oh my God, I remember when this was when people dressed like that, and we didn't really think much about it back then. It was, but now it's like, oh Jesus, right? Christ. Uh, but then in the '90s, you had the you had uh, grunge briefly, uh, that, and then that's, we were happy that grunge came along and knocked out the hair bands. That's what we were so for happy someone about who that. graduated high school in 1981. It's incredible to hear you say that because you are very much in the minority of saying that. I, I, I'm tell, that's what I've felt. But uh, honestly, yeah. uh, you're you're just in the minority of, in your yeah. peers because I've never heard anybody say that wow. other than you, and maybe a handful of like uh, indie rocker types or like the right. like the goth kids that they they were more into uh, yes. the Cure yeah. and uh, Jesus and Mary Chain and shit like that. So like right. that that makes sense. But anyway, um, but when when you had something that was a little grimy, not overproduced. Mm-hmm. That and, and that became mainstream and became pop. Yeah, that opened up the floodgates for so much more shit. It did. That's when you started having Green Day, Rancid, The Offspring, The Mighty Mighty Boston's, Bucko Nine, Real Big Fish. All these bands that were more underground. Right. Like Mighty Mighty Boston's came from the Boston uh, hardcore scene. Those guys were on MTV. It, A hardcore band with horns was on MTV. It's like the musical culture was had had to take a big dump, and they were impacted in their yeah colon. And the impaction was <laughs> hair and, metal, and, <laughs> and then it finally and, it got out, and boom, yeah, it freed up all the. <laughs> but then you also had not just the <laughs> impaction, it was but also hip hop allowed more oh, yeah. more. Uh, "Quote unquote avant-garde R and B to come through, right? And that's when you had mega stars like um, like Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. uh, and even like TLC. TLC could never have had a hit if it weren't for Dr. Dre's The Chronic and, and Nirvana's and Nevermind. And kind of later, following on with Alicia Keys and that kind of shit. Absolutely. I mean, that's what kind of that birthed opened that. up the door for them. Mary J. Blige was another yeah. Mary J. And which can we just talk about? Did you watch the trailer? We'll watch it if you haven't seen it because I got I get goosebumps talking no. about it. The trailer for the Super Bowl. 
No, uh, I didn't watch any trailers. I watched no right. I didn't watch any trailers lately at all. Do for you anything. know who's playing the halftime show? I, you, I probably don't remember, but go ahead and tell me. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Hendrick Lamar. Oh, they're finally getting to good fucking people. Mary J. Blige and Eminem. Speaking. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, who, oh, who do that? What? Who was that guy? Oh, uh, 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 God damn it. With the crunk cup. What the fuck? Oh, no. I feel the so Dave bad Chappelle now. Dave Chappelle would do all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he he wasn't available, apparently. He was uh, too busy uh, sleeping under a rock. This needs to be a four-hour fucking concert, not a halftime not, not show. A, not, a, not an 18 or 20-minute halftime show, but I'm I'm fucking pumped for it. Oh, now I want to watch. Now I'm going to, yes. Yeah. Where are we going to watch this? But they put together a trailer. When is the Super Bowl? Well, this coming upcoming Sunday, the 13th. Wow, it's less than a week away. Yes. And when people hear this, it'll be different yes. tomorrow. So, so folks, see, I don't, I didn't even know. I didn't even give a shit. But now show. I give a shit about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of give a shit because the Bengals are in it because they're an Ohio team. Sure. I'm going to support them. They haven't been in, in the Super Bowl since uh, 89, 1989. Yep. They lost to the Niners. That was Boomer Esiason. That was the icky shuffle. Right, that right, was right. the icky shuffle. It's era. the Niners again, also, isn't it? Yeah. The, the no, 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 no. It's not the Niners. It's, oh, the uh, Rams. The Rams. Yeah. And when that, yeah, now the the. Okay, never mind. The L.A. It's Rams being played. Are, it's being played where? In L.A. at SoFi Stadium, I think. I think next year's Super Bowl is being played in Vegas. I think you're right. So yeah. there you have it. I guess it's a nice yeah. stadium they built. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's so fucking so, badass. So now they're finally years of, of everybody complaining about halftime shows and well that sucked and this sucked. I think the last good one was Prince. Right. In the rain, purple rain. Are, yeah. are you fucking kidding me. While it was raining, purple yeah. rain in the rain. And they, was, uh, I don't know. This the is probably when we did some cloud seating. I bet you we did some cloud seating. Oh at that yeah, it was the, that, it was the chemtrails from your plane. <laughs> no, uh, I'm I'm so pumped for. for but now that. they're older too, right? These are older. You know, are they still? They're not relevant like they people are right now, but they're still badass. This is still are, a badass. Are thing. you? Are you? I'm just saying we, we go for the key relevancy. They're getting older. They're almost my age. These people. Okay. Doctor Dre is in his fifties. I understand that. Yeah, I get it. Get right. it. Got I'm it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You don't understand. I, I think you're you're failing to realize just how relevant Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Kendrick Lamar are. Well, they're in still modern hip hop. They're producing stuff still. And that right. Kind of thing. And yeah. and and Dre just put out a new track. So that. Here here's comes, my yeah. thing. I've been waiting for like the next episode or whatever they're calling the, the his next album because you know Dr. Dre only has two albums. Hmm, okay. Okay. I believe it. Yes. Just him. Oh. Okay. He has it's the Chronic mm-hmm. in '93. And Chronic 2001 that came out in like late 99 or tr- early 2000. He's mostly pr- producing stuff and yes. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he figured out. He goes, "I did this, but now I'm going to go where the real money is." Right. Well, he al- he produce. was always a producer. That's he always true. he always made beats and and think, did things like that. He was a guy that kind of was able to get in Southern California, shall we say, that kind of going because he probably yeah. because he was the producer. He knew he, it, what it had to be to be something. Yeah. Uh, to be uh, NWA and that and, kind of and thing. To, and to have lasting yeah. um, relevance, yes. so to speak, which is why that brings up my point. And um, <clears throat> Kendrick Lamar won back-to-back albums of the year in uh, at the Grammys mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago. He and Kendrick Lamar is is, is just, he's just so incredible, and he's uh, he's a he's a very private individual. He makes he puts out a record and goes on tour whenever he wants. He doesn't do it because he has to because he's mm-hmm. he manages his money. He's been married to the same lady for like fifteen years. Like they, he just doesn't. He's not out doing drugs and doing all that. He did the underground shit for the longest time, mm-hmm. and then like in his thirties is when he finally made it big. When he he didn't make it big at like twenty one, mm-hmm. like Eminem did, and then got 
heavy in addiction and things like that. Kendrick Lamar didn't do that, and he's very still very much relevant. And Mary J. Blige is fucking timeless. Right. And so you're going to have the nostalgia factor, but the current relevance. I wasn't I think it's thinking like about that, but her kind of thing. I was thinking about the, I was thinking, I love Doctor, I love all that shit. But of course. Thinking, God, it's been a number of years since that really got going, you know. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. So, but know. also, I think this is going to be a precursor. I have this gut feeling that Dr. Dre is going to drop a f- ridiculous fi- uh, uh, just album in the next six months or so. Mm-hmm. Just because he released a he released a brand new track, and about two weeks later, they announced uh, they 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 announced that he's in the you know the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. So, so what really interests me about the halftime shows a lot are to, well, first of all, it's what do you think they would be doing better if they or is it making it really special because it's only like 15 fucking minutes, you know, to where they, if they extended it at all or that'd be like, no, they got to just keep it this to have it be that powerful and strong. And that was just awesome. And now it's over, you know, or if they said, well, you know, we're doing 30 minutes now because it's going to be all well, these superstars. It's, it's a 30 minute halftime. Is that the full that, thing that, lasts that long? Yeah, the halftime lasts 30 minutes. So that halftime show will be probably 21 minutes, 22 okay. minutes, something is, like that. Is, God, that's so short for those, it is those, short. those, those many people. But, are, man, I can't fucking wait. I'm, I'm like, getting just, like, a little stiff thinking about it. When I oh talk about God. 30 minutes, I mean, like, a show of 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, to extend it. Yeah, it won't, be, gonna, it won't be a full 30 minutes right. because it, that's... It, 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 can't the, do it. No. But the technology to put that thing together, I mean, to... You know, to transform the field into that, yeah, to me is just amazingly incredible how they can do it and then get that shit off there and keep playing the game. It's just an I, amazing symphony of what the fuck. I can't fucking wait. I'm yeah. I'm so goddamn stoked about it, and I haven't been excited for a halftime show since Prince. Like honestly, yeah, and yeah. even then, I don't even remember a, a, another really good one. I think the Stones um, did it one time, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm not old. I don't. I'm not. I, mean, I like the Stones, and I appreciate their longevity." Oh, I can't remember who it was. Let's say five or six years ago, and I was the one that made everybody crack up. Are you at the bar at least? Because she was riding in a rocket that came out, and I said, "I'm not sure that rocket represents the actual look of a thrust coming out and pushing." I think that was Lady Gaga. No, it wasn't. No, Gaga. it wasn't. Or was it Katy Perry? Katy Perry. Oh, that's, that's who it was. was. <laughs> oh, because it was. Uh, she, uh, she was, was doing song firework. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's right. Went, that it was. doesn't look like the thrust that would come out of the back that, of the that, rocket if that's it were doing had its the, job. It had the goofy <laughs> dancing sharks. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Dancing <laughs> sharks. Yeah, at least that one was entertaining, you know. Right. And I don't mind Kay- Katy Perry. She's oh, no, a pop she's star, right. man. She yeah. makes pop music. That's it's just good. I'm not bashing tunes. on Katy Perry. Oh no. Uh, but oh man, Dr. Dre. I had no idea. Dog. I thank you for bringing that up. I now learned a couple things today, and that's one of them. So there you go. Yeah. So anyway, uh, back to what we were talking Relevancy about. Relevancy in time. I know that I am biased toward the 90s because that's when I was that was those were my formative years right from mm-hmm. 1990 I was nine years old and 1999 I was 18 mm-hmm. like that was like that those years I, that you know that those were my formative years for when I'm really starting to absorb culture and and whatnot and you had these incredible bands that never would have been relevant if it weren't for grunge right because it, it allowed something a little off kilter from the mainstream Right. And I always hated the term grunge. Like, the older I get, the more I really hate that. Because they used it as a catch-all term for what, 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 a little bit later on, they called alternative music. Right. Which is just, like, essentially guitar bands or uh, another one, uh, Trent, Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. Well, it was, like, let me back up a little bit. It was a combination of grunge, for lack of a better term. What, what You want to call it something else? Um, I've always just kind of referred to it as, like, indie music because that's what Kurt Cobain called it. 
Okay. And, and I like to I like that respect because that's what it was. It, it came from. So let's couple with the Pacific Northwest indie music. Let's call it that. This could, this could be regional a little bit because that's okay. kind of where it kind of started, right? Not we can. There's an argument. There's yeah. A with that, but. Well, yeah. I mean, because you're talking. Uh, you had uh, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, um, Nirvana, of course, uh, Mud Honey. And then even prior to that, you had Temple of the Dog, which is another mm-hmm. fucking kind of a super group by accident. It wasn't a super group at the time. Right. That's what I I had to explain this to somebody who was like, it's kind of retroactively a super group. It was group. retroactively, it was accidentally <laughs> a super group because it had but Eddie no Vedder and Chris Cornell and the rest of the guys right. from Pearl Jam and a couple guys. Like it was, it was a super group for the Seattle area. Before they were separate. And right. To be known as a super But group. for those guys, like, yeah, you had them, but then you had, you know, uh, bands like, um, oh, God. Uh, I'm, There's a couple I'm thinking of, like, in, directly in the Rust rust Belt that I can't think of right now that were right from that. Well, Goo Goo Dolls would be one. They're from Buffalo. Okay. And But they're also, like, I, I know they turned into more poppy kind of guitar ballads mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but, like, in their at their core, they were an alternative band. They were 100% like on Lollapalooza and shit like that. Basically, you're Lollapalooza bands, there which is go. an incredible, yep. diverse array of music. Anything from Metallica to the, to the Beastie Boys to a tribe called Quest and just like, what? So you never would have had, you wouldn't have had abnormal, non-bubblegum pop shit on the radio if it weren't for... Those guys from the guys from the Pacific Northwest and their ilk. So it just it, never would have. It was happened. kind of that combination during that time frame, and then, like, when did like file sharing start happening? Ninety nine. Yeah, that, so, was, so that was, was after that. that was Napster. So it's yeah. kind of it was kind of that, and then that was like the final boom, and then everything just let go. Right. You know, it was a combination. So, which of these is things. why you now have such strange shit on the radio. You could have your your top say if you just look at the Billboard top ten, just the pop charts. Mm-hmm. That's such a diverse array of shit. You might have some sort of a hard rock band coupled with some some hip hop, with some dance music, with all all manner of weird shit. You never would have had that. That was not that did not right. happen in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Like we have to play this was, kind of music on this station. Right. Like um uh what's his face? Uh Lou Reed, Metal Machine Music. If you ever mm-hmm. listen to that album, yes. It was a weird and it's like they call it the precursor to industrial music. Mm-hmm. Uh, which would have been like some Nine Inch Nails is considered industrial, you know, techno type stuff. You never would that. And like, where are we going to find this? Where are we going to put this? Lou Reed never got airplay from that album you in know. the 70s because nobody understood it. Right. And because everything was kind of dead, like the, your pop stuff was the Carpenters and the, 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 you know stuff like that. Not to put them down, but it's just it's the uh, sanitized bubble gummy, yeah. that kind of stuff. You never would have had. Um, like Lou Reed never never got a hit like I said he never got a hit off of that album mm-hmm. right that album if it would have been released in like 1995 instead of 1975 probably would have spawned a hit because you had uh, Ministry Marilyn Manson um, Nine Inch Nails uh, you had the the Crow soundtrack which was like steeped in metal and alternative and you know Stone Temple Pilots kind of got their break off of that that mm-hmm. soundtrack Big Empty was one of their first hits off of that soundtrack in 1994 mm-hmm. You never would have had those bands charting and making so much money and touring in arenas and then bringing other bands along on tour with them. And it just like that, that opened up the floodgates for them to do that. And it's so incredible to see that. So now, 25, 30 years later, you're looking at the after effects is the diversity in the, say, the Billboard Top 40. It's incredible. Just if you look through it, you know, we can if you want. And I know you may not know the group, so I can be like, that is a... 
that is a DJ, that is a pop singer who's overproduced, that is a da, 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 mm-hmm. da, 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 completely all completely different instead of the cookie cutter mm-hmm. Alana Miles and 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 shit like that. You know what I mean? Right, like right, that. Right. So it's incredible to see that. But that's why I think that the '90s were the best decade for for music. I don't disagree. Only because it it opened up the floodgates for future artists to do what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, not to shit on the other decades, because I I I still I'm not I've I'm I'm now at like forty, almost forty one years old. I realized I'm not ever going to be the old guy who shits on new music mm-hmm. or new shit. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't forgotten Which all this I'm not stuff either. That I, I don't love. shit on new shit in general either. No. I don't mean, I'm not talking about necessarily music. I'm talking about other things. I'm right. not shitting on new. I've never shat upon new music. Right. I, I'm and, not going to be aware of what's going on right now, what's the hottest thing going. It, I'm never going to know that right now. It kind of goes back. Also, a few weeks ago, I was bartending at Blackbridge, and like I do on Saturdays. And uh, this gentleman came in. And I can't remember what station I was playing. Actually, I, it was a reggae station. It's a white boy reggae station that I always play because it keeps people kind of chill when they're drinking, mm-hmm. right? But it was a Bob Marley song that was playing. And he walked in, and he was an old guy, probably in his late 60s, early 70s. And he goes, oh, man, I swear you never hear good music like this when you go to these young people bars these days. <laughs> oh, boy. And he sat at the bar, and I was like, what do you mean good music? He said, they don't make good music anymore. Oh, and, I'm like, and I was like, I just took a deep breath. And I was like, sir, there's so much good music out there. In fact, there's probably more good music than there was in the 60s, 70s, 80s combined going on right now because it's so much easier to get music out there. That's the difference, Here's, the technology. But the also, and he goes, I just, I can't, I can't believe that. And I said, you can't believe that because you were spoiled. And he's like, excuse me? I said, you were spoiled by AM and FM radio, especially FM when that came around. Right. And he goes, well, what, are you, what are you talking about? I said, sir, you were spoon-fed incredible music. Right. It was just there. You turn it, on the radio. It was, and it was a lot there. Narrow. It was good music and it was narrow. You had independent radio it stations. It was controlled. Right. And yeah. you, had, you had independent radio stations that played basically whatever they wanted. As long as their advertisers' money came in, they would play whatever it was Zeppelin, the Beatles, right. Molly Hatchet. It didn't matter. Like they played whatever they wanted. Right. Nowadays, you've got like two companies that own 99% of the radio stations in this country and they play what the company says to play. Which right. is why you hear shitty music on on the radio. The problem is you have to dig harder, right? And I asked it, him. It, about, it's like, more. It's more work. It really yeah. is. I asked it's him. A bad word, work, but I mean it is kind of work. It, and it's. And I told him that. I said, I, I'm. I'm he goes, How old are you, son? I said, I'm forty. He goes, Oh, you're still young. And I'm like, Yeah, but I'm not too young to remember when radio was good. Yeah. When terrestrial radio was excellent, because it was, because mm-hmm. I had six or seven FM stations that I could listen to. Uh, in Ohio, and one AM station I listened to, and I got everything from college radio, where I could hear stuff that I never would have been ex- ex- exposed to, to and that would um, be in the nineties. You're talking and, about, yeah, and then this was in the nineties, yep. and but I noticed later on, in the, toward the later end of the nineties, that's when radio started to get really, really terrible. And so when I say you were spoiled, it was the consolidation again coming yeah, in, and exactly. corporate was you know. yeah. I said you, you, you got, you were spoiled, mm-hmm. and you should be thankful for it. Because those of us that are a generation younger than you have to work to find good music. <coughs> and I asked him, what kind of music do you like? Well, you get, tell me what your favorite band is. And he's like, I love Skinner. I said, all right, what about Zeppelin? And he goes, oh, all right, I love Zeppelin. That's my favorite. And I said, have you ever heard of a band called Greta Van Fleet? And he goes, who's she? And I said, it's not she, it's a them, it's a group. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, no, where can I listen to them? And I said, do you have, do you have a computer at home? And... He goes, well, yeah, I got one. I, I, I use it when I work on my cars. I use YouTube. I'm like, that's incredible. 
Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad because it's a wonderful resource. He goes, oh hell yeah, I don't have to buy a Haynes manual for all my cars anymore. Nope. And I said, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't, and you can be specific to your year, make, model, engine, yep. and color of your vehicle if you want. So I said, here's what you do. I'm going to write down a couple names of bands that I think you might like. So I wrote down Greta Van Fleet, and then uh, I said, do you like psychedelic rock? And he goes, well, yeah, yeah, I like that stuff, like late 60s. I said, yeah, I like the progressive, like prog rock, King Crimson. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, I love King Crimson. I was like, all right, I got something for you. So I wrote down Muse and uh, uh, Mars Volta. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I, I gave him those three. That was three weeks ago. Last Saturday, he came in on a little, you know, he came in and he goes, how can I buy you a beer? I said, what do you mean? Why, uh, why, why are you buying me a beer? And I need to be pouring you a beer. He goes, son, I can't believe how good that music is. And then, you know how YouTube does that thing on the side where it suggests <laughs> things? I found, like, five more bands, and I went to the record went, store. You and went my, down a rabbit hole. I, yeah. I, I enlightened this, this elderly man mm-hmm. into the fact that he was wrong. And I love the fact that he, he shook my hand. He goes, I apologize for saying they don't make good music anymore. I just wished it wasn't so hard to find. I said, me too, sir, me too. Yeah. And then I changed the station there, and we listened to a bunch of Greta Van Fleet, and like more modern rock shit, and he was just... I thought that was the coolest shit in the world. So to, if he's open to that and he likes music as much, then he might be a good candidate for someone like Spotify, where you can kind of pick categories. Well, like that, you could do modern prog rock, and maybe that, that would come up. And, and that's what I told him, too, was, uh, you, you know, what kind of vehicle do you drive? And you point out there's a newer F-150, and it's it's like yours, like a 2016 mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And I said, you, you ever hooked your phone up to Bluetooth? He goes, yeah, my daughter showed me how to do that so I could talk to her when I'm on a long drive. And I said, all right, cool. That's good. I'm glad she's doing that, taking the time. So, have you ever heard of Spotify? And he said, I don't know what that is. I said, it's a streaming music service. It's like a music store on your phone. And he said, how much does it cost? I said, you can do a free version where every three or four songs you're going to hear an ad. Just like the radio. Or, or just like the radio. Yeah. Or you can, you can pay. And they're better ads, like, actually. They're not, they don't scream at you. It's not shitty right. radio ads. Right. Usually. And I uh, said, so you, can, you, can you can do the cheap one, and it's free. Or you can pay like $8, $10 a month, I think is what it is, somewhere around there. And you get unlimited plays, everything, all the time. He said, well, can you show me what's on there? I said, how's your eyesight? He said, that's perfectly fine. I had laser corrective vision. I said, oh, perfect, So, because I, I have a small phone. Mm-hmm. So I showed him how like how it worked and all that, and he Show got his the app. phone do you, know what, do you know what an app is on a phone? Yeah, no, he that? knew what an app oh, was because he's, he's okay. used it. He uses Waze when he drives. Oh, okay, he, good. Because he, he drives uh, – so he's not totally behind. No, he he's uses not, no, ways he's, and, which yeah. is which is why he was of that age where those folks, a lot of those folks, don't like to accept new information. Yeah, yep. they're like they're set in their ways. Right now, thirty years ago was when everything went to shit, and I don't want to know anything right. new. And they were the happiest he thing. Were twenty or twenty five when they started courting their wife, and they, yeah. their world was perfect, perfectly and that's understandable. What that's what they're going to remember. Yeah. But he was yeah. not like that. He 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 was like w- definitely willing to learn. So he downloaded the app right then and there, and then uh, so what's a song you remember? From from when you were a kid or a teenager that was just you just haven't heard in f- like fifty years, and he started thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. He goes, "Well, that's kind of a hard question you know sometimes that? too. You to it really, is because you have to really reach you have back. to hear it and go, oh my god, I haven't heard this song.' And yet. Wait, you would take that. To, so know. he thought about it, thought about it, and he and he kind of let he kind of chuckled. I said, "What do you got?" And he goes, "I can't remember who sings it, but I remember I had the forty five, and the forty five on the opposite side was the song backwards." And I'm like, oh, they're coming to take me away. Ha ha. They're coming oh, to take me yeah. away. And he I goes, how do you know now. that song? I said, my father told me about that. 
and how he has that 45 still stashed somewhere because he always thought it was the coolest thing in the I world. I forgot about that, that. The flip side was yes. that. Yeah, I totally and forgot about that. I told him, I said, I think the summer my dad was like 14 or 15, it would have been like late 60s, mm-hmm. that that was a big hit. It, well, yes, it was. It was a huge hit. Yeah. And then the B side the is funny this, farm this, where it, life is beautiful all the time, and the birds <laughs> sing, and the grass is purple. I don't know what the fuck it says. They're coming to take me away. Hey, uh-huh. They're coming to take me I away. remember I used to know yeah. every single word of that. I don't yeah. anymore, but yeah. And then that. the B side. Did you know that? that yeah, no, B-side no. I, I think I had that. I remember that. <laughs> so I said, only listened to it once or twice. But this is fucking weird. So I typed in and I said, "This is how you search. You go to a little search thing. It looks like a little uh, um, uh, magnifying glass. You mm-hmm. click on search." And, and you type in whatever you want, away. and you don't have to remember the artist or the title. Mm-hmm. You have to or, or just artist and the title. You just remember the one or the other. So I said, I t- typed in, "They're coming to take," and it and it auto corrected. Yeah. I see how it popped up right there, and he's like, "Oh my god, let's play it!" And I said, "All right, we played it." You know, it's in the bar, so like mm-hmm. you couldn't really hear. It. He was like, sure. "Holy shit, I haven't heard this song in fifty years." So that guy. <laughs> Just got turned on to some crazy shit that he's gonna just blow his mind. I hope he goes back, rolls a fat blunt, mm-hmm. and listens to, uh, I don't know, the, the any Mars Volta album or some Greta mm-hmm. Van Fleet, and just throws on some tight bell bottoms and dances around. And you made his life fucking, better. You I seriously I, I did. Liked, I like to think that I did. I think you did. And he bought me a beer on the beer at Forward Board. And I'm nice. like, thank you so much, man. I appreciate appreciate that. And I'm like. So I, co- I hope he comes in next week. We get to talk about more music that he discovered. Mm-hmm. He did tell me he loved Muse because he, he said Muse Good. sounds like what King Crimson would have. If King Crimson would have had uh, access to more electronics, right. that, that's, that they would have sounded like Muse. So he needs to and know that if he starts clicking or liking or harding it or whatever, it's going to give suggestions. I told to him that, that too. Okay. I, I told him that too. And I said, also, you can find playlists. You can type in. Uh, so what year did you graduate? Is it 1971. I said, okay. So ni- I put in 1971, and it says pop playlist, rock playlist, and I, and <laughs> did you um, show them that? Look at and I sort of said you can it, it'll build these playlists for you because somebody else likes that music right. and put it all together. And there's their monster playlist, and then yeah. you can listen to that, and you could just put that on on a road trip and just drive. Right. As long as you've got a data connection, you and can just there blow. may be a song he doesn't. You can skip it if he's paying for it. Obviously, yeah. Easily at a certain time, whatever, and then like something else, and it'll develop. Is the algorithm works yeah. and, and it it builds his own thing. Yeah, you know, so whatever. I just thought that was, I have a tremendous amount of respect for that man now, and 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 he uh, he would come in and order uh, Miller Light or Miller High Life. Now I got him drinking the Black Ridge Blonde. So I he <laughs> and only to get him into new music that he thought right. didn't exist, but also. I got him into craft beer finally. Right. I mean, it, like opened up the door for him. Did you tell him that women tend to shave their parts now all the way? <laughs> <laughs> that it's a whole different. <laughs> I I don't uh, recall that coming up in conversation. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're talking the same kind of thing. We're talking about if you move to anywhere and now you're mad at the town because it's changing and all that stuff, and it's it's uh and that's what you remember. You remembered you came to Kingman or wherever you went to, and and you're you're happy then, and you're not happy now because it's different. Okay, well, that's kind of the same thing, and it's similar mentality. It really is, and you're resistant to change, which I understand yeah. that because some people are resistant for different reasons. Yeah, me, I just I don't I don't do well with abrupt change. I just right. don't. I've learned I, I don't, and I don't know where that comes from. I have no reasoning for it. I just I, I don't well, like abrupt change. I deal with it because that's just how the world. I think everybody's works. like that to a certain degree. Although there's probably a few, very small percent of people that probably embrace change as much as they can they probably like to shock their system or something weird they, like it's they, probably a drug or something to right them. like those people that work out six days a week and do a different workout every single day right. uh, yeah right. like that 
So or Elon Musk goes, hey, let's go to Jupiter now. You know, or what? I don't know. Yeah. Some of the wacky idea that he has, or something like that. But that's that's part of the thing with the resistance to electric vehicles, and they're fighting it, and they'll they'll try to find, or they'll just agree with someone that says that. Oh, the mines are terrible. Oh, see, see, the mines are bad. See, and they're just going to get confirmation bias, and it's going right. to make them, and they're never going to be open minded enough to really see how awesome that some things can be. And yeah, the the world had the, the world is fucked up, but overall, the world is actually getting better. Yeah, by all metrics, the yeah, like we've talked about that before, like by. Yeah. By all metrics that you can measure human happiness and success and health, the even with COVID, the world still mm-hmm. still gotten has gotten better. You know why? Because we they, they you know how many with four billion vaccines, five billion vaccines, yeah. doses. That's that's a lot of fucking and the, and the, medicine that's and the been, new technology you know, that's given driven behind it. Now, yes, granted, our health system sucks it's, in this country. That's I, right. That's, that's terrible. But if you look at it from the lens of like war, yes. War always begets crazy new tech. Yep, because it does. because government money just makes that happen. Same thing happened with health with with our healthcare in the past two years. Mm-hmm. Is it just it just billions of dollars being dumped into trying to save people? And right. apparently, you know, so like that. It so also like, woke things up to like, wow, we're not making any masks here. You know, so, so now we're starting to do that. Now we're doing more onshore. Yeah. Also, the supply chain got fucked up. Like you said, there's a billion brand new Intel, massive they're, they're Intel a factory. Huge, huge Intel factory in Ohio. Right. A for, huge. For uh, Intel, chips, microchips people. In, the last Intel facility that they built in the United States was like mm, 2002 is the one down in Phoenix. Right. That's the small play, think, joint down in Phoenix. Isn't AMD or someone else building another one down in, near yeah, Phoenix somewhere absolutely. also right, yeah. right now? I can't yep. remember who it is. but It's uh, south of the 10. Yeah, like it, it, technically Phoenix, but it's kind of out in the sticks a little bit. It's all farmland right now, but mm-hmm. there that's where it, or it was farmland. So now they're that's where they're building. So more things coming back on shore. Going to be doing more thing things that way. So it's everybody's always used to how cheap things were. Let's go to China, and now we're, we're going to have fewer in theory boats going back. We talked about that burning yeah. fuel going back and forth, and all we just you know. So yes, we it ebbs and flows, but overall things are better. Things are better. Yeah. On balance. By all measure. And with that. With that, I think we're done. I think we are done. Things are getting better. Just remember that, people. Things are always getting better. And try to make a difference. Try to make a positive difference in someone else's life. If you can't make yourself happy, do something for somebody else. Uh, there's two little bits of wisdom. One comes from Uncle Iroh from uh, the Avatar The Last Airbender, which I'm sure is a cartoon you never watched. You're correct. Uh, I watched a bit with the kid when she was young and then a little bit later on with the, my girlfriend's son, you know, uh, years ago. But there's an old, uh, there's like an old, uh, is he Chinese? I think he's Chinese. And he always had like little bits of wisdom, mm-hmm. right? And he said, sometimes the best way to get over your troubles is to help somebody else out with theirs. That's true. Fuck, that's, that, that, that's fantastic. That's just how I, my brain is wired anyway, yeah. and I don't know why. I always feel better about whatever shit situation I'm in. If I can help somebody else, it makes me it makes me feel better and puts things into perspective for me, and I get to help somebody else. All right, now who wrote the song? Also, this was years ago. I was a kid, and I it was a Carol King, or something. These are the good old days. I hate even bringing up old songs like this, but there's someone that the whole point is you're living in the good days now. Everybody always remembers. Oh, remember when that was better and this is yeah. better. No, these are these are the good old days. Like you're living it right now. You're gonna look back on this. Yeah, and think how wonderful it was. Yeah, who wrote that song? These are the good old days. I don't know. Fine, we're done. I, I assume it's the who's the guy that writes all the songs. 
I write the songs. Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow. It was Barry Manilow or Burt Backrack. One of those two guys. Chris Christopherson. Yeah, he may maybe. have wrote that song. We're going to find out. We're, we're going to find out. But my other tidbit to leave you oh, people with is yes. something I was thinking about the other day that I don't really tell people a lot, but this is an ethos that I live by. Is? Uh, is two things. No more than you did yesterday. Yes. And I do. And... Uh, reduce or eliminate the suffering of, of others in any way you can. And there's a lot of that. There's enough of that going on, people, to where it's not like you're going to have to struggle to find that. Right. <laughs> I mean, holy However shit. you can. It could be something really simple. Yes. It, it's something as simple as just being thoughtful enough to know, oh, hey, uh, you know what? I'm here at this place a little bit earlier than my coworkers. I'm going to mop the floor even though it's not my job. Right. Open, the, open the door for someone. People do that a lot. It's not unusual yeah. any, anymore. Or if someone cuts you off, don't just honk the horn and flip them off. Maybe they just for, had a legitimate reason for not yeah. seeing you. You know. Yeah. Don't follow them into a parking lot and scream at them. Right. I might have done that. We've all done things we regret. Well, I was the first time I tried to quit smoking. Oh, see, was there about, was a reason behind. I was see? 18 hours post smoking, and this lady drove across three full lanes of traffic on Stockton <laughs> oh Hill Road. God. Almost caused like five accidents. And I was heading into Walmart, and she was, she was, I was following, I followed her in the parking lot. I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? You almost killed people!" And she's this little old lady behind the steering wheel, like looking at me, like, "Oh God, what's wrong with the fat man? Is he gonna eat me?" <laughs> like, and, I, and I immediately was, I realized what I did, and I was like, "I'm so sorry." And what, I, so and was I she just, just old and just didn't know what she did? She, I don't think she realized that there was there was fucking like four cars. It was like four. which is dangerous. It's Obviously, so, she, she pulled be out of the Woody's gas station, cut direct. She didn't turn right. Yeah. She cut, drove straight across, and then oh my cut into the turn lane to go <laughs> to Walmart. Oh my god! And I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man! I right. can't believe you almost like she almost killed a bunch of people, right. including herself, and had no clue. Yeah, but it, I shouldn't. Don't follow people in a parking lot and yell at them. She was not texting. We can say that. Yeah, she probably wasn't texting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it, folks. All right, have a good week. Thank you.